0: Look, fighting can be easier outside of the cage, sure, but fighting is rarely, and this is a first for Verbal Tap that will admit this, it's rarely easy inside the wrestling circle, which is where Quintet was. I'm never going to say it right, Raf. It's Mm -hmm. never going to (laughs) happen. Shreeth, it's time for Verbal Tap, where we are three members short of a Verbal Tap team, and that seems allowed. That seems good to go. Uh, It's time for Verbal Tap. I'm your host, Kevin. With me, of course, Raf Esparza. Raf, how amazing is... You were you said I should look at it, but scale mm-hmm. of 1 to 10, how um, amazing is Quintet?
1: Well, it's about 20. Uh, here's what I would like to start by saying. There was a lot of information given there. I hadn't given any thought to a verbal tap team. What? I, I didn't. I <laughs> I'm honestly... going fifth for sure.
0: <laughs> just just uh, called it. Anchor in well, this bitch. <laughs>
1: Because you think about it, and when they say who the order is, and God bless PJ, because (laughs) you got to figure, when they tell PJ, hey, dude, you're up first, and he's like, he's a gamer. He goes, yeah, I'm in. No problem. Let's do this. But then you think about it, and you go, could PJ be going against that one dude, Hasim Raida, uh, which is, I think, the uh, long, estranged cousin to Flo Raida? I can't prove these things, guys. But Haseen and there's no other way I'm going to call him. As so the commentary called right him, the Large Ganon.
0: <laughs>
1: Many times. <laughs> that was how they referred to him. But this is where you have to understand that I have a great respect for one Sakuraba, who is uh, kind of the de facto Eddie Bravo of this uh, major tournament series. So when That's when
0: Sorry. I hadn't thought of them as equals in this scenario, but I do enjoy that. Yes, he,
1: he is. He is the Eddie Bravo of the quintet. The, and you call y'all. it quintet. I still want to call it Quinjet, which is the Avengers jet plane that they use to travel from place to place. Anyway, oh, I digress. So we're that. getting... And we're obviously
0: talking about the team tournament here. Sakuraba, Josh Barnett, Quintet. EBI was there. EBI was there. That's funny. They were Team 10th Planet, which we're obviously going to dive deeply into because Raph watched it, encouraged me to watch it. And we're both big Sakuraba and Josh Barnett fans. I don't know why. I mean, who isn't, I guess? Why not?
1: We're going to be talking about that for a few. And just in case you haven't seen it, and we can't implore you enough, I, you might have heard about it. You God might have... damn podcast <laughs> off! Well, keep the podcast on. You oh. can listen to us yeah, and, and figure cool. it out. Spoiler alert, it's bound, But it, it's not going to ruin the experience. Because for those of you who don't understand, it was essentially Survivor Series for grappling. <laughs> so remember <when> on the <laughs> WWE, there'd be those mega teams of five people versus five people. And you go, that's dope. And it would be whoever gets eliminated is out. It's just like that. Except... In this version, it's five versus five. So whoever wins – so say you get a submission, you have to stay and face the next person. And there's a staggering amount of different uh, weights. So when Kevin mentioned – That confused the fuck out of me, by the way, for a second. He and I would be (laughs) on the same team. They usually suggest like you need a 145-er, a 155-er, a 185-er, a 205-er, and a heavy, heavy guy. When Kevin said that to me, I was like, yo, I think we're both trying to go for the same weight. So – Like one of us has to move up a weight class. And if Kevin's volunteering to go as one of the last ones, then uh, it's all him. He's just – he's got to eat more. You're PJ Barch.
0: Uh, (laughs) I'm either the ginger or the uh, Amir, I don't know which
1: Well, there's Big Red and then there's Amir And uh, you were very nicely saying when I said Did you see Quintet? And you go, I saw the wedding roast Oh, uh, that uh, was
0: fantastic So I want to dive in and just give Amir some compliments for But first, I'm going to interrupt myself I interrupted Raph last time, and it felt amazing. Interrupting me feels, I can tell you, even better. Especially, who knows what I was thinking about? Because this is my chance to tell you about our team. We're big fans. Avid users. Lifelong followers. northsouthjujitsu.com The underwear they make is built for training. It's built to last. It's built for flexibility. You put it on, you're that person from... The yoga class that's way more advanced. It's crazy. northsouthjujitsu.com Please. And this next part is no joke. Raph texted me as he was like, I'm ready. Just let me grab my core. He's talking about Proven Nutrition. You can get their products at ProvenNutrition.com. I just was sampling some of the Heal product because I, I just, I have inflammation. This helps with that gives you some of those, uh, I'm going to say this word, Ayurvedic herb for healing joints and bones. Here's what I know. I know it feels good. So I don't know that I can't pronounce it. Though I have a pretty good inclination, I can't. Because for me, it's about feeling better. Provennutrition.com 100% all natural ingredients. Stand by what you put in your body. Proven nutrition does. Put in Kevin10. Put in raft 10 if you're feeling sympathetic. Now Back to the greatest podcast on earth. I want to dive in and just give some, Amir some compliments for no one in the room could understand him, which makes his bravada, I think, even better. He explained their order, and it was just great. Make sure you check that out. It's one of the YouTube pop-ups of the of the quintet. And if you're obviously a 10P for or you saw it on one of your 97 different social media threads. It was exceptional. And I think, I want to hear more. I mean, there was it was hard to really get Sakuraba, Sakuraba's choices as he was spinning it off, but that part is great. They should not shy away from the pride-like angle. And Tenth Planet explained it was mostly about looks.
1: Yeah. So, okay, that's great. Sakuraba, but and this is get, getting Gio's, back to our original point. Geo's the is smallest Sakur- one,
0: right? Yes, Geo is crowd. the smallest one. Okay.
1: So but this gets your... us back to our original point, which is Sakuraba bravely put himself as the second person on his five team. Now, if he were smart, he could have just put himself at the number five. But this legend is putting himself right in the mix of whoever is going to be fresh and ready. Uh, I, I thought it was entirely commendable for him to do that as well as running the event. Now, Kev, here's where we start off. Okay, so five versus five. And the idea is if you win, you get to stay in and take on the person who's next on that list of five to me this is candy because i just think to myself it opens up different strategies is your job to win or say if i hadn't survived my first round and i got a submission then i go on to face wait jaoisies nope not interested nope Nope. so my job is to stall him out for as long as possible. Okay, I will do that. So there's a little bit of gamesmanship in there. It's really fun. It becomes like hearing Eddie Bravo, who a hundred percent throughout the proceedings, Kevin kept telling Boogie, "Watch out for that Kamora! Watch out that Kamora! Look to the side. He's got that Kamora coming." <laughs> and I kept thinking, "I think he's got it, dude." And like even. When Boogie was attacking his own Camorra, it's just like, look, you got that Camorra there. <laughs> it's like, oh, we're good, Eddie. Edgy, uh, you know, take, it's take fun a seat.
0: Because it's not like uh, it's not Richie Martinez, but right? It's like so what he's seen since they were a white belt. So it's, yes. it's like, uh, God, that's amazing. Just his basics. And the Martinez brothers, I think, are the winners. I know Geo is. We'll get to that, but go on. Yeah, sure. it's, It is fun to see Eddie popping around the back and
1: doing some intros. Yeah, and I mean, just to give you guys some more like behind-the-scenes sort of stuff, uh, did, did there was a really...
0: Did you hear what Eddie called it? What
1: did Eddie call it? He called it.
0: He goes, you know, it's uh, it's uh, the love child between Sakuraba and Josh Barnett. And I was like, Ooh, the love child. I don't know that that is what it is, but I, I like it described that way.
1: It makes you wonder if sometimes Eddie will think about the things that come out of his mouth before they come out. I'm not saying he watch. does or doesn't. I'm just saying look into it. Anyway, guys, here's what's happening. Behind the scenes, Eddie and Sakuraba, who are two of the most hilarious photogenic human beings in all of jiu-jitsu, combine their powers in a photo shoot on their media day. And it has Sakuraba making sad face while Eddie's – you know, lifting them up and hoisting them around. He basically put his face into a cake because it was Sakuraba's birthday. It's an epic, amazing photo shoot. So you know the vibe is going great as we proceed into this. Now, Kev, they had a previous quintet. Gracie
0: hunters. They just – they have a
1: they They have a special bond, my friend. So the dumb part about this is there was a previous quintet. And I thought it was good. I thought it was fine. I don't know that I was sold, because there was some hack named Craig Jones who ran through that tournament that made me just go, I mean...
0: No, no, no. Craig Jones, you're thinking, that's the guy from The Office.
1: That's the mm, Office character. Got it. Over. Got it, yeah. What was so the Syrian guy's name? I don't remember. <laughs> so, here's what you have. You have Grappling Survivor Series. You have two teams getting mega hype. You have two commentators who have a passing interest in jujitsu one might say uh here's what i'm gonna say about them and they're very nice people uh however there was a lot of dead space in there and they could have been talking about almost any sport just in the way that some of the phrases seem to be phrasing it uh they were not having as much fun as i was
0: ref that is what i will definitely 100 say out loud they were struggling to call the action at various points there was some (laughs) confusion about which sport was which And I really enjoyed uh, the 10th planet's good at that. And it was what she was talking about was rolling to the back of guard. She was like, that's the 10th planet trick. I was like, yes, this is fantastic. (laughs) Don't stop. And there was another one not far from it like right before this where there was some nice praising of 10th planet techniques and the evolution, but it was also, uh, she was like, well, jujitsu. I just, I don't know if they're, they don't attack feet. They're not good at it. (laughs) It's like, how stings sends a shot over the bow to, you know, you tell Stuart Cooper that. All right. By the way,
1: Stuart Cooper
0: cameo within seconds of this starting rap.
1: Yes. Yes. Stu Cooper had his team. So here's the even better part. So oh, they all have different for
0: those names. of you that didn't, Stuart Cooper was a guy when you were like, is that James Bond? Uh, is he here? That was Stuart Cooper. That was the guy fighting.
1: So they have four different teams. They're like Team Tiger Balm. Uh, then you have Tiger, them. Muay Thai? Tiger Bomb is what I call them. Tiger then you also have on the other side, you have a 10th Planet team. You have a Team Vagabond. Vag- which, and,
0: uh, figure hilarious. out Team Vagabond, by the way.
1: Yeah. J.O. Asa shows up. It's like, what? And then at the very end, you have uh, Team Reebok. So Sakuraba once again taking one for the team going, what's the sponsor's name? Oh, Jesus. Just name us it. I just referred to him as Team Sakuraba. But you do what you need to do. Thank you for taking care of the sponsors there. I, so now also, we get into this. The, what's that? The
0: bowing beforehand. Everybody bowed mm. before everything started. And can I throw a wrinkle at you that I think might have really sent this event into fifth gear. Mm. I There was a moment all the 10th Planet guys were sitting with their jackets on, and I was waiting for them to rip it off, and it just say NJO, and they were going to go New Joe order on us right before the event started. That was my I mean, The way fair. they were like together and kind of going, it was like something big about to happen. There's about to be an announcement. Then there wasn't. They just got ready to fight.
1: They were definitely – okay, so as they are walking out though, uh, PJ uh, might have knocked down a cameraman when he did the Owen one definitely instead did. of the one zero. So <laughs> that was fun. I think that was maybe the commentator's shining moment when they go, oh, too powerful, and uh, the cameraman falls down, which great way to sell them out. However, I think we're also bypassing – there was one great moment that – Uh, They spent 30 minutes explaining jujitsu to the crowd, which I thought was, wow, inspired.
0: I fast forwarded through that as fast as I could have possibly fast forwarded through anything.
1: Couldn't have made a better decision in your life. It was god awful. I was
0: wondering what that was. I was like, this is, are they airing the rules meeting? Must be airing the rules meeting. No need for all this. I'll just
1: clip right to the show. Nothing says showmanship quite like, all right, everybody gather around while I have my arm in a sling, and I'm going to go ahead and explain all jujitsu. maybe Tower 7. Stick around. So Eddie PJ known the world
0: out. over for his brevity,
1: by the way. Yes. Uh, PJ comes out with a crew, and you kind of see them, and then it's 10th uh, Planet versus Team Vagabond. Now, here's where it gets a little dicey, Kev. 10th Planet. Bless their soul. And that first round eked out that first round win as a team.
0: That was a tough matchup. <laughs> the guy, uh, Gio, fought. They were they were struggling,
1: yeah. When Gio was – okay, so first of all, you have PJ and uh, his opponent. They both double eliminate because if you don't submit your opponent – and you both make it the time. You're both eliminated from the competition. And they move on to the number two slot. Great And rule. in the number two slot, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of that. In the number two slot, you had Yao versus um, uh, Boogie. They didn't submit each other. They're out. In the third round, you have Gio in danger for the majority of that match, clinching on to that wrist so that he doesn't get fully kimura like glued to his body. And at one point, it looked kind of dicey. Uh, but Geo is really as tough as nails, makes his way through. Now, Kev, this is where it gets Sneaky? interesting. That
0: matchup was a great jiu-jitsu. Those first three matches, round for They hour, were
1: amazing. Yeah. But now we're coming down to, okay, how's this going to end? Now, uh, Amir, unfortunately, gets submitted. But the real unfortunate aspect of it, is the fact that he looked like he took a pretty bad leg injury? It looked like a really bad knee bar, and he did not look like he was going to be able to continue. So he takes that knee injury. Okay, then we move on. Then we talk about Big Red. So Adam Socknup up like clean and in the big guy spot, and cleans up. I mean, he he pulls what he needs to do. He gets a submission, and then he hangs for the last match. Now we've never seen what happens when both teams have a sole survivor and then it goes to a decision part of that decision process is uh how many penalties does each team have they were tied on penalties so now it comes down to judges preference and team 10th planet advances and as you see a mirror well, adam the was back, on his back he,
0: i thought adam won that match pretty i mean in terms of just a subjective position he was I think nearly though, submitting him the whole time
1: this is kind of where it comes down i couldn't figure this part out if they were taking as a whole or if it was just that match. So I don't know. Anyway, now they they move on, but as Amir's struggling to walk back, I think to myself, uh oh, that doesn't bode well uh, for round two for those guys as they advance to the finals. Now, Kev, can you describe your recollection of what happens in round one of the other side of the bracket?
0: Oh, absolutely. I'd love to. Uh, two guys fought, two more guys fought, and then Raph. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sam Rita came for the gold. No, no, no. I got to see uh, Daisuke Nakamura. Mm-hmm. And I believe he fought first Alex Schild. Fun match. No one submitted anybody. Then Christoph Van Cheek versus, and this is the greatest name on the card, Dong Sik Yoon. <laughs> I get a stall. And then Hysam Rita. Welcome the big Ghanaian, as he was referred. So many. like They really. I mean, it was kind of like a charming. uh, (laughs) He submits everybody after that. He just goes crazy on Tiger Muay Thai. And Tiger Muay Thai has some good people. Uh, Tariq Suleiman's a good fighter. Viking Wong is a good fighter. And that's where he picked up. um, Because even the first, I guess, three matches went to. Went a to Noel. No one yeah. No
1: one got tapped. And, then, and Viking, mind you, is somebody who had a dream tournament, uh, once famously had an hour and a half match with one Edmund Kim, both now uh, amazing superstars. I think Edmund's a black belt. And They're both black belts. But anyway, Viking amazing.
0: Viking had to go wash his hair out. Apparently, yes. whatever he was using was too hot sauce for that specific mat. And I really have got to wonder. It's like, was he the only one? That brought hair... Jo- it's just funny to me. I would have thought PJ Barch was going to be the offender. There I stereotyped. I just assumed that there was going to be a hair product thing. It was going to be PJ. It was not. It was Viking Wong, who then got toe-holded way faster than it took to fix the hair situation.
1: Yeah, it made you kind of appreciate the fact that they spent more time slowing it down in that slow-mo replay than they did actually having a match. So that's impressive when your, your slow-motion replay is longer than your actual match. Uh, I actually so, think
0: Christoph Van Dix, Van yes. Dix, that can't be something like that. He had the best shot against Hysam on that team because then Hysam went to the business on Stuart Cooper, choked him out.
1: Can I propose a theory? Because Stu's a friend of ours. Uh, he's been on the podcast. His films are quite renowned, and he's very friendly with us. But, Kev, you and I know that one of his trademark assets, I guess you could say, Damn. is the fact that the man has, like, ridiculous abs for a fucking filmographer or yeah. videographer or documentary. so-called
0: character. artist.
1: It's like, exactly. where's the pudginess, Stuart? And you know, he wasn't able to use those abs because he had to wear a rash guard. No ADCC style there. <laughs> BS, so he had to keep it covered. And I feel, Kev, that might have actually hindered his performance i don't disagree with you at all
0: i actually even had the thought mere moments prior to the match what's stewart doing with a shirt on what are we what are we doing here there's a little <laughs> thing called entertainment value people and I, to me that just supersedes the need for a rash card. that's me
1: and i mean not to diss anybody but nathan orchard at polaris this weekend in ridiculously True to him fashion just goes, eh, I'm not wearing a fucking rash guard. I thought to myself, I was like, don't Felix pay you money. You know, what? not my business. Let's move forward. So they we like, We're them. very aware. Nathan took his shirt off. He does it frequently. It's, yeah. uh, it's in his class. It's fine. I think sometimes with Nate, I think he just kind of goes, I don't know, man. I'm just not really feeling a shirt right now. Uh, it's just, um, you know, I forgot one. Oops. It's a tall tale sign. Someone's had
0: abs for a while.
1: Yeah. So, Kev, now, when you look at uh, Ryder making his way through that bracket, and you know that Gio had a tough match, Boogie had a tough match, PJ had a tough initial match, Amir was hobbling back, and they made it to decision. You do somewhere in the back of your head, yeah, that guy's going to be a problem. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so they take a very long legs, intermission break. Like, in a dangerous way. Like, haphazardly attacking them. Not not as technically sound as you're used to, if I could be so bold. Yeah. But sometimes you don't need it. And if you force chaos, you know, you can get some cracks.
1: Absolutely. So now we, we go into a very long intermission. Which I, I, was I thought, stoked. like, I was why so don't excited. we have fucking super fights at this point like you couldn't just get people in the crowd you couldn't get the commentators to super fight each other just so that we have something <laughs> going on because i think to myself what the fuck are these people doing in the audience they had to sit through an explanation of what jiu-jitsu was they get this hype thing that happens in front of them and then they don't even get what a kevin hart to go out there and entertain them for flights tell some
0: Raf and I will do commentary jujitsu. It's a different art form. You're not prepared for it.
1: We're going to need multiple interpreters.
0: Six, probably. And then we're, we're also
1: going to require our own headset mics. Obviously. How really else are we
0: supposed to accomplish it?
1: I mean, Listen, none of us are using wires, so it's not quite how we roll. Anyway, when we return, though, Kev, I had a moment where I thought, okay, the 10th Planet had two people with them. Uh, one is our our friend Luis, and the other is our friend, uh, Jeremiah Vance now the thing about those two individuals is I said I know they're there in backup support but is Jeremiah going to come in in place of Amir it, I didn't know what the rules are I didn't, this is this all still new to us <laughs> but it really made me think like Luis is maybe about a buck 40 a buck 45 maybe a buck 50 and I thought to myself alright kid get in there Try not to die. Be the smallest person in the tournament and just, you know, for the most part, use that to your advantage. Runaway, I guess is what I'm saying. So this is interesting because there were some notes that we got about this on our, our Facebook page, which was, you know, it's really nice to see people who are using 10th planet, uh, not using 10th planet moves. What they mean by that, friends, is that you were not allowed to close guard and there was no use of heel hooks. And if you took too long, you stall out, quote unquote – they would reset the action. At one point, Boogie was attacking, I want to say the back, and they figured he didn't have a submission. So then, what did they do? They put him at the bottom of referee position, and I couldn't help thinking to myself, that seems weird. <laughs> the That's position
0: a... was weird. It, it wasn't well thought out, because it didn't have that wrestling purpose. It just, it just, it just looked like, you get bet over, and you now you mount him with your hand- perfect That's what we were looking for and it's just like is this a is this a weird thing that maybe doesn't translate to the u s culture i'm willing I'm willing to hear it out
1: now. I'm watching this at home. it's about two a m best coast time. <laughs> And I think you can imagine that. feels guilty.
0: <laughs> He's got like, I oh, no,
1: no, but I just want to paint the scene for people because it's hard to really yell out. There were moments during this tournament you wanted to yell out and we're getting to those moments. But as I raised yeah. my finger, I realized there's nobody else I could yell at. My dog, Lucy stared at me like, what the fuck is happening? And I go, I think they just reset Lucy. What do you think about this? And she's just like, I don't give a fuck dad. I'm going back to sleep. So clearly we have work to do on the dog. Now Kev, yeah, we get into the first match
0: and things are hot this finals round. So we've been being in jest, but this is exciting. When I saw who was advancing and then I got to see dong sick again, Sam, <laughs> so, um, go against 10 PL. I'm like, yes. And it's PJ Barch versus I believe Daisuke Nakamura Nakamura.
1: Yeah. Yep. And it was great. Uh, a solid first match. Both entrants uh, cannot submit the other, so we go to the second match. Now, this is a dream match. Think about this, Kevin. This is great. <clears throat> this is if an you awesome get the opportunity, match. and you're Boogie. You get the opportunity to have a match against Sakuraba, a certified legend in our sport,
0: and and then <clears throat> to step on this, do what he does, which is fight him, show him positional dominance and then pull off the joke of the podcast. Now, maybe we don't... I mean, this is a triangle, but it's just such gorgeous (laughs) darkness. I mean, it was just so beautiful. And you could see (laughs) Sakuraba, the beauty of that camera moment and the silence from the commentary, allowed us to hear him shouting out, like trying to get air. And it was just (laughs) amazing.
1: Uh, Richie, damn. And... Some people were saying, oh, man, that's a shame. Sakuraba, you know, he's getting tapped out. I can tell you this right 49 or something. Sakuraba can do this forever and uh, get tapped out like a thousand more times. He's still a legend, guys. And I, I, Boogie and Gio were so respectful to him once uh, they did the awards presentations. It was amazing. So we're all on board. It's great. Boogie advances. It's looking pretty Okay for team 10th planet. Yeah. And then our good friend uh I, I'm sorry, the Gungan Kevin, the ginormous gunan has really raised the pace.
0: Yeah, he like totally has.
1: That was Yeah, like, there's I, a beautiful mix between the two, especially when they go, "Yes, he has some um, really interesting arms." that you can see sometimes you use for a move called the Dars.
0: i enjoyed the s out of some of the comments this is like a really good card
1: <laughs> so kev when it's like that they can't get excited all of us are hyped because we've seen this guy go on a tear. and guess what he's about right to face continues going through and slicing through boogie now I know we, we kid about Stu Cooper, but he's no slouch. Like, he has a very solid jujitsu. There are many people who uh, attest to it. Uh, Boogie is a very difficult human being to submit, and yet he makes his way through. So now you're looking at this and you say, the tall order is in line here. That Boogie, who's one of the, you know, like the bigger size to attack dog on this, is now out. And guess what? It's now up to Geo to hold the line for 10th planet, especially after that first rough round, Ken. Now what happens with Gio and this guy? Art, motion, mm-hmm. beauty. What I presume people felt when they heard
0: Shakespeare really write a play and get it performed. Gio immediately seeing some sort of instinctual weakness appears to be positioning to attack the neck. Uh, the first attack doesn't quite work gets into a little bit of an exchange where he really somehow like more so than everybody else has been able to gets completely, completely under Hassam neutralizing some of his more explosiveness and then Geo kind of counters, puts him on his back with a leg raise, which is one of my favorite transitions, by the way, and then puts the pressure on him to the point where he throws, I'm calling it the flying guillotine the guillotine. whatever we preface this with throws in just one of his mean didn't even need both arms just really had the one guillotines uh did a maneuver my flexibility has never been able to see and frankly has a gymnast like quality submits the andre the giant size Ganon. and
1: now when they do the music hand raise draft, music played yeah. When they do the hand raise, the discrepancy between height between those two was uh, comical. And it's a great moment. And we don't get a lot of these moments all the time. 33 kilos. I don't know what a kilo is, but 33 of them was the difference. But we don't get a lot of these moments in jiu-jitsu. But this is one in particular where we look at them and we say, oh, jiu-jitsu worked. Hey, look at that. Good job, (laughs) Geo. So
0: I was I genuinely had a rocky feel in my it was just the eye of the tiger started playing. I had some patriotism and I don't even understand that. But in this particular instance, I was like, yes, (laughs) God, it was more it was more vitriol than I felt for the World Cup from a from a patriotism standpoint. That's fair.
1: I can tell you that a lot of 10th planet people were losing their shit. So at 2 a.m., we apologize if you happen to hear some screams, uh, just know they were from the people smoking weed from Tenth Planet who were very excited and probably very stunned. Not that they didn't believe that Geo had a chance, but that D- Geo did it in the same dominance that Hesam uh, was doing throughout his run throughout. So it, it was kind of like live by a sword, die by a sword. Gio, uh and his opponent, the next one that goes in – they both fall to the wayside. So and now, Raph, Kev.
0: can I compliment you for a second and give the What's listeners up? a little tell your friends? You're mm. curious, where would I find this information live? Where would someone have the gall to publish it with some nuance and a little help? 16 hours ago, Verbal Tap podcast on the Facebook put Gio fucking Martinez. That is all. Hashtag quintet two. picture a Gio winning. So, if you would like to follow along, find us Facebook, Twitter, Instagrammies at Verbal Typecast. There really wasn't much more.
1: (laughs) We're not on LinkedIn. However, you know what though? uh, us on LinkedIn. If somebody wants to make a profile for us on LinkedIn, knock yourselves out. Um, I just want to say this: when Geo does that, I mean, it's one of those iconic moments that. Both the brothers, as you alluded to earlier, have something to walk away with. That's amazing. Uh, you know, the first round, they both had tough opponents. That happened. But in the second round, Boogie's got a win over a legend, and Geo himself is able to tap out, not only keeping the 10th planet dream alive for this tournament, but now starting to turn the tides because now we go to Amir. This is where it gets confusing to me, Kev, because Amir makes his way to the final opponent left on uh, Team Sakuraba. And he somehow is able... Dunk he not just fine. But he's somehow able to lock up a body triangle after that motherfucker couldn't barely walk back to the backstage area after the first round.
0: Toughness. He's also... A Renaissance man. Renaissance men understand. When it's time to rise to the occasion and beat Dong Sik Yoon, that time is now. Choked him out. Seals in the victory. Raph. Yeah. Drop the confetti, which they kind of did. I'm joking. I'm making a professional, like an NBA reference, but they really did cover that wrestling mat in a yeah. lot of stuff. Ten pl. Ten pl. Well, 10P yes. for, for Q, how do we, for yeah. Quintet Grappling 2, I was definitely Team 10 Planet. Uh,
1: when you start to say 10P for Q2, it starts to get into the realm of when people get really, really nervous if they're using the right acronym for the LGBT. Yeah. They go, is there a new one? It's like, oh, are, are we LGBTQ 10PQL? Q- What's 10P? R? R- S-T-L-N-E-L. Am I just doing little fortune letters? Am I just really say sure the anymore.
0: alphabet and just call it like in a different way? I don't.
1: What am I Dope. To something. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. So here's what I want people to take away from this event. And, and there's, there's a lot of about and verbal yeah. tap rap. Real quick, do you mm. mind
0: make whatever grandiose point you're about to make with your journalism degree?
1: Mm.
0: And then we got to draft a verbal tap team.
1: Okay, I mean, I'll I'll start thinking about it, but. I want to say this. There was about five or six different events that were going on this weekend, and we're going to touch a little bit on those as well. But the reason we wanted to give this the centerpiece moment on our podcast was because it's different. It gets you hype in an entirely different way. The whole feeling that Kevin has on this, I didn't have an American World Cup team, but you know what? I sure as fuck was going for 10th planet. Was because you saw a true story where they looked like they had an amazing team going in, went through some truly rough waters, on the brink of elimination, not only thrive, come back, make a statement in the finals, and not only that, but solidify a win that uh, truly, I mean, was exceptional. Because. There was a lot of pressure on them. They had superstars on their team. They had a very solid all-star team. Uh, so it's one of the things that you could look at from our perspective. And you said, man, that's a fun format. I get that some people want the closed guards and the heel hooks. I mean, I wanted the heel hooks. But, you know, as somebody else professed, it's just the idea that It shows that they could go out there, they could do this, they have a diverse game, they have more weapons than people want to give credit to, but we've gotten so used to so many different types of tournaments, I I think this could be a turning point uh, for that organization. It made me really excited at 2 a.m. in the morning, and it makes me question, Kev, what if you were to put that on at a favorable time here stateside? because we had a lot of people watching it at fucking all hours of the morning. The team stuff.
0: Let me just throw a few matchups at you to tease the palette that I felt overwhelming me as I watched 10th Planet face some interesting dynamics. Team Atos versus Team Lloyd Irvin. Team Checkmat. Oh, hell, is that Leandro Lowe on Team Jiu-Jitsu Brotherhood across the way from Team Checkmat? Is Ah uh, Team Gracie Barra gonna finally step up and face the music against the Danaher Death Squad? There's opportunity here, Ref. That's I, I agree. I agree. This is cool.
1: So, ladies and gents, that is something that I, I look forward to. I do know that there is a tenth planet out here. Uh, they have uh, it's led by Wes and Art, I believe. That's doing a blue belt version of this called the Odin Classic. And uh, our good friend Dan Hubler put up at one point, he's like, yo, I would put on one of these events. And I had put up a status update being like, I want to put one of these together just for shits and giggles and commentate the fuck out of it because that was a lot of fun. That's
0: cool. Team Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. And I mean, just off the top of my head, let's get chach in and a vegan diet trainer for me. Okay. Uh, just those would be our, our first our first draft pick and a half. Um, to off-balance that size Christian Woodmancy.
1: Yeah, he was kind of somebody I was running around and I was thinking. But let's say at about the 155, if you're thinking, Christian, is it a little too Tiamatos to ask JT Torres to come into, Because... He kind of likes us, and we kind of think he's great. And, I mean, Craig Jones owes me a favor or two. And, Kev, I'm just saying, at a certain point, does Gary Tonin have to pull his goddamn weight on this show for as many times as he's (laughs) fucked
0: up? Does he finally, finally do something for us besides mildly drag down the ratings? I agree. He steps in, and could he lose some weight? I don't know how fat he is right now. No, actually, no. I do. I know yeah, almost exactly do. what his weight is. No, he's in perfect. Perfect.
1: That's, that'll do, Raph. Hey, that idiot right now, I kid you not, he put up a Instagram post today where he showed what he is eating to cut weight, and it's all of the beef jerky that you get from your local gas station, some peanuts, and maybe some candy. So, yes, he's a child. And if he's already on weight, I'm going to be really mad. Just
0: his Absolutely. His metabolism and his life choices... Raph, we have mm-hmm. to we have to leave Quintet. We don't want to. We love you, Josh Barnett. Come chat with us sometime. We'll talk more about this. You know, the verbal tap get at a translator department is still uh playing for the Cleveland Cavaliers. I actually think they're under contract until next
1: year at least.
0: So they will not be back, Sakuraba, sadly. But you know, we'll do our best. Hey, Maybe.
1: and props to Sakuraba who, when he, Princess Leia, gave out the medals (laughs) to all of the performers, uh, led the uh, audience in a rousing rendition of the National Anthem. Whose? Ours? I I think it was ours. Just based on his attempts to try and recreate what I think the horns are supposed to sound like. (laughs) So... That was exciting.
0: So. <laughs> Maybe I should have watched more. I skipped through way too much stuff because I really could not have
1: <laughs> fast forwarded harder through the <laughs> rules meeting. Uh, no, that was at the end when he gave out the medals for, <laughs> uh, you know, congratulations, <laughs> you won, lots of honor. And then close it up.
0: God, that event rocked. <laughs> Do one every weekend. <laughs> uh, quintet- that was amazing. Raph, there's a lot of things to get to event-wise, because apparently Bellator did a few things. No way UFC had events, but you swear by it. Mm. And Polaris had one of the Ryan brothers. We're not going to say which, but it wasn't Gordon or Nikki. It was a distant third Ryan brother no one knows about yet. I'm kidding. It's
1: Ryan Bryan.
0: (laughs) I just watched Whatever It Takes, and that is a joke they use a lot in it. Brian Ryan, because they don't get his name right. doesn't matter. We're going to hit a few topics, but before that, there's a cause that's near and dear to my heart, and I just want to put you on hold for a second while I I ramp this up. And I am sorry, but it's too personal to me not to spend dedicated airtime that sponsors are providing money for and people are listening to. To not talk about the event that is really sweeping the MMA, Jiu-Jitsu, Verbal Tap community. And that's that native son of the podcast, Georges St. Pierre, 50-time champion of everything, Dinosaur Show host, who's called the Boneyard, is now nominated for a, I guess... 2017, 18 ish. Raph tells me it's like the Oscar season. SB Award. He went on public airwaves this week to try and bolster support. I'll be damned if I don't join the media circus headed towards GSP and that vote of MMA Fighter of the Year for the SBs here to also help me jockey support. Dinosaur expert, MMA fighter show alumnus george's saint pierre
1: gsp fighter of the year how are you doing sir uh, uh i am very sad uh phillips come on i come to you today with very bad news What? what's the bad news what's... gsp was overlooked for the me's
0: um oh yeah for what what oh you mean for the boneyard because this is about oh. the the espies this i need you
1: to no, what? no, I mean I know that is a separate conversation and GSP will have momentarily. But first, I want to express how how sad GSP is to have uh, been overlooked for best guest appearance in a sport. Uh, I don't think that's a category champ. I, I don't. Yeah, want the, they to... have like a guest actor in a drama, which GSP has some problems. I will tell you this, Phillips Kevin. Okay. How is it that Viola Davis is able to get a guest supporting actress nomination when she crossed over an episode for Scandal. Eh? She played the exact same character in How to Get Away from Murder.
0: Do you mind telling me what you were in?
1: I'm confused. See, I was I made appearance in Octagon, so that is on television. That's true. Yeah. Therefore, I should get best cameo return appearance after four years in a television limited series cool i'll
0: get verbal tap legal on this um soon uh because i think we're gonna have to challenge some things do you mind refocusing and telling me about the opportunity that i think should should celebrate us right there's always of course, to of, be course
1: of course you're a so, fighter of
0: the year nominee award for the sbs that's
1: huge yeah and normally gsp is not about awards No, GSP just has 49 trillion different uh, belts that hang over GSP's bed. (laughs) But no, he is not a award. This is what it is about. GSP has been nominated two other times and has lost to Floyd Mayweather. I want to do something that Conor McGregor has not done. I want to beat. Wait, is he nominated? No, shit. I guess I wouldn't beat him. No. um... GSP has not thought this through all the way.
0: Well, I, no, I mean, I think it counts. I think you you best him, sort of like the the Matt Sarah thing. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah,
1: like, that is a uh, good, good, good uh, deductive reasoning, Kevin. I'm
0: just trying so, to. I want to make the case, Chip. I think you. I think you might have earned it. I honestly ah, didn't shit. realize. You know what? GSP
1: just wants a fucking award. Can you oh, okay. listen? Listen, people who are listening, can you go vote for GSP on the ESPN.com? Go there. Say uh, hello, Ariel Awani. I would like to vote for GSP, <laughs> Then say send in email. Then after you send, um, print out and then no. mail to ESPN. No, definitely don't. Print no, it out. you one hundred. That no, is how it is explained to me. The I believe that is what is called someone an electronic
0: said, mail. Someone said print it out. Someone
1: yeah. said that. No. Yeah, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is where you uh, you print it out. Okay. So you take the email that you sent. You yep. print it out. You send it to ESPN headquarters, mm-hmm. 545 Middle Street, Bristol, Connecticut, 06010. That actually might be right. I don't have the time to check it, but that does. If you would so much like to call and vote for GSP, use the ESPN headquarters <laughs> number at 860 860-
0: Oh, yes. Can I urge them to use a GSP voice so it also like really rings true?
1: So that way, See, this like... is why you and I are one and the same. I look at you is... right now, <laughs> and I say to you, Kevin, you are in my head. We've had a troubled past, but we are on the same team tonight. 860-766-2000. So I'll call that number in GSP voice, which I guess is a good way to sell the bit. But Damn right i want my gsp uh no one
0: takes this more seriously than myself and i'm looking at no one else in the hq is interested no it's mostly me gsp international superstar original face of fighting premier face of fighting the World Cup face of fighting, I think. If I'm also throwing it out there, just jovial human being. Thank you for stopping by the show. Vote for Georges St Pierre,
1: ladies and gentlemen. GSP. This message has been approved by Georges St Pierre. Campaigning- Please vote for me. I need it. Oh, I really need it, guys. Oh, yeah, definitely. I may yeah. not be fighting anymore, or I might <laughs> fight Connor. I don't know. That's why I need it. So go, go GSP. G- GSP. We're all Team GSP.
0: We have no idea what's going to happen in terms of the SPs, but uh, please tune in whenever those are. I'm not in the business of helping them. Not after they hired Ariel Hawane, whom, you know, frankly, between he and Chael's little cameos, I don't have that kind of time. I'm still bitter about it. Mm. Bringing Raph back because I really <laughs> need him to talk about the rest of the fights. Yes. I saw none of them rap. I was fat kidding it. <laughs> at Slow cook celebration. Denver where they were having a three-hour buffet-style all-you-can-eat-and-drink, all these restaurants in town, oh serving God. up their cuisine. The goat taco from work in class was great. However, she was like, I made this hot sauce. It's homemade. I wouldn't put much on. It's like, got it. Didn't put much on. Vicky scorched her taco with it, <laughs> just like, I like hot things. <laughs> and the two of us... Proceeded to nearly sweat ourselves out of three drinks that we had already had. Fortunately, it was all you could drink. We rectified it. There are few things better than just Mm. walking around people offering you free food from things. Not free. You had to pay an entry fee. Offering you unlimited food. (laughs) It is such a serene feeling.
1: I want to describe why I'm jealous. The reason I am jealous, and I I told you this, but I didn't fully explain it, but now I'm really able to voice my displeasure, which is you went to a place where they were giving you food. So I went to go see some uh, fights in Orange County. When you go to Orange County, several things happen. One, you go, I've made a huge mistake. Two, you go, is that a hint of racism? Mm, Yes, Mm, Orange County, I've missed you so much. And uh, mix it with a little bit of a recipe of trashiness. But when you go to the OC Fair, you first have to pay an admission to get in, okay? So you pay the admission to get into the fair, and then you have to pay more money to the individual vendors. So I get that part. That's fine. But Kev, there's kind of an amusement park element to it. So there are rides, there are carnival games that you have to pay extra money to do. So I don't have people coming up to me and going, hey, you paid your entry fee? Well, you get all the free food and drink you want luxurious here. Enjoy these things. I get somebody going, that'll be 14 tickets. And I go, what is 14 tickets? I'm like, I don't know. Just look at that thing. And you look at the thing and you go, Wait, this is as much as it is outside. This isn't a
0: deal. This is more expensive. What the fuck? I hate the tickets. America,
1: you're better than that. And this is a carnival.
0: Let's just, I'm with you.
1: My favorite is when they go, well, if you buy a hundred tickets, you get a deal. And and yeah, go,
0: Thank you. What? Yes. If no. I invest a hundred dollars in this carnival extravaganza. <laughs> and I'm trying to eat nachos, by the way, which are five goddamn tickets, because they're basically free to make at this point.
1: Yeah, I hate that system. The hard part is when they say buy a hundred what, what was the best tickets? thing you ate though? At oh time. ribs, one hundred percent ribs. Nice, nice. And uh I felt really bad because I was there with uh, team Van Nuys. And 10th Planet Van Nuys has a bunch of awesome people. You know the guy who in, helps me out with my wrestling? He is actually a vegan, okay? Now, I haven't made fun of him. I was trying not to do that sort of stuff. But he broached the subject first. And he's like, ah, it's because I'm a vegan. So he's playing into that joke all the time. And he kept doing it to the point where when I got ribs, I tagged him on my Instagram. And I said, hey, thanks, to Elliot for the great meal he prepared for me. Which I guess is not really the nicest thing to do to a vegan. And lo and behold, Kevin, he found me two seconds after I like sent that out into the interwebs. He just showed up and I go, do you have like a sixth sense? Did you just understand there was an animal in danger that I'm about to eat? <laughs> anyway, yeah, that was the most delicious thing I ate. More on the OC fights in a little bit, guys. Here's what I can tell you. Yes, while you were out fat kidding yeah. it up, yeah, I saw Junior Dos Santos with a beautiful return to decision making.
0: And did go on. I'm gonna, hold on, okay. this is the UFC. You said Boise, Idaho. Uh, yeah. Oh shit, Junior Dos Santos, balder than I remember. Um, okay, Boise, Idaho, got it. Really, okay. Boise. Junior Dos Santos really
1: Amazing. hit. Blackboy, or I guess whatever you want to call him, it sounds like a mix between Dracula and uh, Draco Malfoy. Oh my yeah. God! Oh, Sage so Kakorian so fought again. He fought uh, Zach Otto. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I say Sage Kakorian? I meant Keith Northcut. Very sorry about that. Uh, he fought, and uh, he was in trouble for a little bit. He had some pressure. Uh, but he was keeping those kicks consistent where when one of the guys was uh, dropping for a low single, he hit like a hammer fist. And hammer fist was the basic move of the day because Nico Price did what was not quite a full X uh, kind of X guard, if you would, because there's kind of like a X break that people can do in Jitsu where you trap one of the people's arms. It's a 10 p for l sort of move. Um, but he didn't have both arms. So he was just trapping with one arm and kind of a, a like a leg as he proceeded to hammer fist with the other arm and knocks the dude out in one of the most unconventional ways I think anybody's seen in some time.
0: I actually, of all the stuff I didn't see, which mm-hmm. is profound, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that. It was, it was brutal. It's just like, ooh, that guy's violent.
1: It was mean. That's really what it was. Uh, Rick Glenn over Dennis Bermudez in a so-so fight. It was a split decision. Now, here's where things get interesting. Chad Mendez, who tra- uh, trains with Team Alpha Male, they were showing him backstage getting ready for his fight. And when they did, I noticed there was something weird. He was there with our good friend, Chris Holdsworth, who he just did what was the look of a trust fall in multiple directions. So he fell backward on one. He fell to the side on one. And the whole time, Holdsworth, which I guess keeps up to his name, is holding him as he proceeds to lower down and back up. And I thought, what the fuck are you doing? I don't know what any of this is. It looks like the warm-up here is Michael Jackson doing the anti-gravity lean from Smooth Criminal. So I very quickly memed that. And we had it up the second that uh, Chad won the fight. And a lot of people were saying that was fast. And I said, no, I held on to it to see how this fight was going to shake out first. But the question I had, even though Holdsworth liked it and was tagging Cody Nolove on there, uh, strength and conditioning coaches from Team Alpha Male. But the question I put on there was, yo, Holdsworth, what the fuck is this all about? And he didn't answer us. So I have no idea why the fuck that's a thing. He just kind of said, man, this is so fucking funny. But what the fuck was that? The people demand
0: answers. And by people, we I mean do. just our podcast. We'll tell everybody.
1: So, Holdsworth, if you're hearing this or you're hearing this now, call we it. need answers.
0: Call, call it it. immediately.
1: Text us. I will bug you until we get an answer. Uh, Kev, some other good news. Catsagano uh, looked very solid. Alejandro Perez had a very uh, nice win over Eddie Wineland. There were some, I guess, people who didn't like decisions and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I can tell you Alexander Volkanovski. Uh, looked very solid in his fight against Darren Elkins, who I don't understand how he stayed in that fight, but uh, I think that <laughs> Volkanovski woke him up a couple times and then put him back down. And at certain points, the commentators go, "Yeah, I don't know, I'm okay with this. We can we can call this a wrap." However, it went to a decision. Liz Carmouche picked up a decision win, and uh, I mean that's pretty much the event. Nico Price. Surprise to no one. Picked up a performance of the night, as did Chad Mendez for his anti-gravity leaning. Uh, and if you guys were interested, in the fight of the night was uh, Rayoni Barcelos versus Kurt Holobach. So that was the UFC. Anti-gravity uh, leaning is a, great,
0: is a great technique. Look for that seminar. AGL. I mean, hey,
1: Michael Jackson has that trademarked.
0: You've this. I mean, if we're talking about your world coming together again, you've been the sole. The movie. oh, uh, what's the damn something about faith? Like the the Steve Martin leap of faith. Mm-hmm. You have been the roadside evangelical preacher for WWE BJJ. Maybe it's time to focus your efforts on a little bit of dance. Get creative. Go MJ BJJ.
1: I mean, you're not wrong, first of all. Uh, Second of all, we profess this on the show and at the LA Jiu-Jitsu Club, if you play Michael Jackson, suddenly I'm better at Jiu-Jitsu. It's just what happens. I can't control it. I can just tell you that I proceed to pass in a much more systematic way.
0: (sighs) Kev... You throw that leg and then you hook it and Baron Bolo. I'm just
1: it's early ideas. The real sad part is when I uh, move somebody over toward a wind machine and just go how. <laughs> how I can tell you this about Michael Jackson? I understand there are things that are very strange about this human being. He's a phenomenal performer, but there were certain things that would make me very upset as a Michael Jackson fan. Number one, him screaming at the at the crowd and just go how. I go, we don't need to do that, Michael. But that was his way of connecting with the fans. Sometimes he hit dolphin noises in between, just to be. And people would call and respond. Uh, and Kev, the one thing that would always make me maddest about Michael Jackson, without doubt, when things looked really bad for him with the whole child allegations and whatnot, you would see Michael Jackson not take the hint and double down on it and go, "All right, at the end of this song." I want to be joined by all the children. No, no, Mike, no. Damn it, Mike. Oh, no. The
0: PR department was like, "No, not with
1: the kids." No, no, are. no. I want the children so, to surround me because they're the future, and I love the children. The children are the future. Probably yeah, a hell of a drug, it turns <laughs> out. Could they also not be in the performance? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> this uh we took a sharp right on Michael Jackson.
0: I'm, <laughs> I'm with you on terms yeah. of like, well, you know what? Fuck it. Let's do two more hours on Michael Jackson. Let's do a separate podcast. Oh, never mind. I might edit this part out. Someone should mm. do a Michael Jackson podcast. Doesn't matter. Go on, Rob.
1: I mean, don't worry. I'm not for loss of any material on this. I can easily fill those hours. I can tell you that Teddy Riley said that part of the reason Michael Jackson used a high falsetto voice was because when he would talk in public, he wanted to keep that muscle strengthened so that when he would do songs like Remember the Time, he could hit those high notes. These are the stupid, factual things that I know cool. from people who have worked with Michael Jackson. I digress. This is way more on.
0: interesting than what we're about to get to, which is Bellator. <laughs> so are you sure? <laughs> I mean, I don't. I'll tell you this much. I don't um, want to be well, the one that shut down the factoid machine about MJ.
1: Here's what you need to know about Bellator. They were just fine. But they were in Italy, where... There are no rules. Uh, well, I mean, Colosseum, Birthplace of Fighting, et cetera, et cetera, and done. Cool. There you go. That's your Bellator recap, everybody. Can we talk about these OC fights, Kev?
0: I kind of want to hear about them, yeah, because in between your fair escapades, and by the way, there are a few mm-hmm. things
1: better than fair food. There's yeah. just... Go on. Those ribs were really good. You know, uh, I'm not going to lie about that. So, Kev... Now, I alluded to this a little bit earlier when I said, Mmm, does that taste like the OC again? Mmm, that brief hint of racism and trashiness. Now, granted, the OC has a lot of very nice parts, but every once in a while, you run into eh, some lesser-thans at places, say, a fair. Uh, it's not to say, everybody, there were plenty of very nice people Wonderful people walking around. But Kev, when you have some fights and you have cheap seats, because for whatever reason, they didn't want anybody covering this event. I don't know why. We sent them an inquiry to be like, would you like us to cover this event? And they're like, uh, we're good. And then I proceeded to see their photographer like get on a chair more than 100 yards away from the actual action to take a photo on that chair using God knows whatever lens they've got. Bless them if it works, but it was odd. Anyway, here's what I can say to you about this, Kevin. (sighs) Two friends fighting yesterday. Turns out I had more. I didn't know who was going to be on the card completely. But I was going with the 10-Planet crew to go uh, support our friends Labib and Rob. Uh, Labib, unfortunately, got caught first minute or so. It's a terrible tragedy to see, but he did have some people who were encouraging him and uh, were behind him just because of two reasons. One, because Tenth Planet has uh, a sign that kind of looks like a Wu-Tang. So some drunk people next to us go, I'm going Wu-Tang, and I go, yes, you are, sir. All right. <laughs> and uh, he proceeded to high-five people around him. Uh, and then there were some who liked the fact that his nickname is the Pakistani Playboy. That is
0: awesome. Good alliteration, yeah, mostly. But that is awesome.
1: Game, dog. So, okay. So, Labib, unfortunately, still love you, buddy. It was great to uh, see him get out there. Great things otherwise. Up until Labib, who was the sixth fight in, and there were ten fights. Kev, I kid you not. There were five amateur fights that happened in the time span of no more than, honestly, about 20, 25 minutes. Damn. I'm talking first round First forty seconds in four straight fights. It's hard to get
0: that many fighters just out of the damn tunnel in
1: fifteen Dog. minutes. Let alone and rocking five if fights I'm, out. If I'm giving some feedback, okay, because it's at a fair. Yeah, and sometimes yeah. you have a little. So far, it sounds you like you, you were little, in heaven. By the way, I mean I'm, I'm enjoying it. Heaven. Uh, yeah, we have different ideas. The funnel cake, yeah. deaf, and the churros. Oh, the churros are so good, cat. Yeah. However. Uh, they put the cage in the center of where I think they normally have a dirt patch where horses or where roller derbies, I don't know, whatever have you goes out there. So there's that little rink. So you can kind of visualize that in your head, right? Absolutely, yeah. Okay. I, I mean, I get the road show. I like it. I like it. Nice- awesome. Now, imagine if you have fighters who have to make the trek from very far away, uh, <laughs> akin to, and I kid you not, Kevin, the get on your feet moment from Parks and Recreations that far, <laughs> walking all the way to the cage. <laughs> Except there's no carpet or dressing that takes them there so you're hoping and most of them did so it was good they were wearing shoes as they came on out and then they got to the cage and then they were able to do their thing however some of the fighters and i get it sometimes you've got adrenaline after you win a fight but when they finish winning a fight they might have been walking barefoot outside of there now i want to say this there are horses there that should be clue number one as to maybe mm, you know some Shoes would be good. And I get it. You're MMA fighters. You don't always think it all the way through. You do a dangerous activity. So what the fuck? Who cares what's on your feet when you're walking out? I mean, just, um, I'm going to remind you there are horses there. So I don't know where that dirt's been. Okay? Also, Orange County dirt. So I don't want to say those horses are slutty. But uh, here's the most important part, though, Kev. This is how you know. When I say that you get the cheap seats and you go to be with the people, because Kev, we are the people's podcast for jujitsu and MMA. We are the people's podcast. We insist on it. We insist to sit with the people when we are not allowed to cover an event because of reasons. So we sat with the people, and you know what the people said. We wish there was press closer. I wish they were that. That articulate. would have been awesome.
0: That would have been really
1: helpful. I'll say I would have said you guys moment. are very, very nice to be on my cause and on How my astute. side. How astute. How astute that you would pick that up. No, Kev, what the people were saying was as our good friend, Rob Castro, beasting his way through three rounds of amateur action. He starts good sprawl. Dude kind of charges in. He starts to get kind of almost a crucifix on his opponent. He's starting to kind of pepper him up with punches, but the guy is doing all that he can to go ahead and get out of that crucifix position. In that transition, Rob takes the back. Okay, Kev? Okay. Takes the back. Rob's now on his back, kind of near where the cage is, and is working on a rear naked choke. I kid you not, after 20 seconds, what are the things that you think that you hear From a crowd that I have given you the description of thus far in. Ah, Pure madness. Joke his goddamn head off. Squeeze it. That's just what I would be yelling. It sounds good. I I, I like where you thought that was going. But I'm about to blow your fucking mind. When I say no, that audience was screaming, stand him up. What? Yo, Why? Because they're dumb, Kevin.
0: Well, guys, you just need to go watch Quintet. They'll stand him up. He's just like, don't, use, don't cross the rules, though,
1: if he's choking <laughs> the same somebody. Who are going, put him in referee's position. <laughs> so here's what really becomes entertaining to me. When these idiots are yelling, stand him up, my friends and I are doing everything to keep it on the inside. Because they clearly don't understand a choke is very close. And Rob is working, trying to give us a finish. And yet he still is he's right under the chin and he's almost finishing it. And he's almost looking like he could make this fight finish, and people are still going, nah, boo, come on, stand him up. Those
0: people belong in Judge Judy's court of public opinion. Yo, they might have they be thumbs down.
1: Straight from there. Here's the dumb part, Kev. As they're doing this. You really get a sense that OC Trash doesn't know they're OC Trash. So you figure they're a little helpless. Maybe you know you can't really judge them. They just don't understand. But guess what, Kev? When people don't understand a sport and you're amongst people who might just be at the fair who aren't even interested in MMA fights who are just coming to check it out. But guess what happens to those people? They try to have an opinion about everything so they may not know what's going on but they're sure as fuck gonna try and say what they think about it even if they don't know what they're talking about so we had one guy near us and i kid you not kev my good friend mike frosto overhears him and the guy looks over and he says with all the gusto that he can muster says this guy's just wrestling here what are these fighters gonna learn you can't just wrestle in a fight they gotta get out there, they got actually fight. He can't just wrestle. Mike Frosto without missing a beat. Turns to the guy and goes, What about GSP? The guy is so taken aback. He goes, uh, um uh, I mean I mean he doesn't fight all the time, and he's like, he just fought recently. Do you understand what's happening here? He the guy is, hold the on, he doesn't fight all the he's nominated for an SB dickhead. Actually, I am back here. I would like to say one thing oh, to God. that guy. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I fight I a lot. The, the curse word. I, I fight whenever I, GSP wants to fight. <laughs> uh, I'm uh, looking for a fight in the stands. Hey, if uh, GSP curses, does that get your vote? Yeah. Well, Kev, can certain. I count on your vote, this ESP? 100. Uh, 100.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm already, is it I'm ESPN to find or ESPYs? Right I already printed it off. I'm waiting on my printer to get connection from 2000. Fair enough.
1: I just wanted to tell you, Kevin, I did not get the chance to tell you how much I love Whatever It Takes, starring Jimmy Franco and uh, Shane <laughs> West. Yeah. Do you know why it is based on the play? Cyrano de Bergerac, uh, which is number a one of all
0: time. Yeah, it's a triumph. I agree.
1: Anyway, goodbye, everybody. Back my to your state. show proceedings. So, here's where it gets weird. The guy gets really, really nervous, and he goes, Hey, man, I'm not I'm not trying to put down your boy, but I'm just saying he's got to learn to fight. And Frosso just smiles. And that's when, I guess, that guy and his crew go, um, Yeah, we should go. And, Kev, i got to say, it was a real loss, because him and his racist grandma, they, they just moved on out. I mean, she might have also been homophobic, too, when she was like, gay It was um, the time, was no the time to digest all of the levels. There was a lot going on. So... Here's the saddest part, Kev, because I don't normally get this extra opportunity to to talk with somebody after this has happened, let alone they're one of my friends. Afterwards, I see Rob. Rob wins the fight. Spoiler, everybody. I go up to him and I say, hey, man, congrats. You did amazing out there. You controlled all the action. You were trying to give us a fight. And somebody goes, hey, Rob, did you hear the people? And he goes, yeah, man, I, I did. I heard them saying like. Stand him up. And I was like, no, please. I worked really hard to get this position. I'm trying, you guys. Broke my heart, Kev. <laughs> this guy, hearing him say, no, please, I really want to don't keep Don't stand it up.
0: <laughs> don't stand it up.
1: That's the wrong move. So, Kev, to you, I say this. I don't often get to sit in the stands. But that was a blessing yesterday because – While there were many people who enjoyed the fights and have seen the fights, those handful to almost a stadium-filled set of people who were casually eating their barbecue chicken yelled the most incredulous things, and it was glorious. And that's my gift to you guys. That kind of sounds lovely. Uh, Raph,
0: dynamite Mm. coverage out there in the fair food land uh, do you by chance i nikki won right maybe we should skip some polaris
1: <laughs> sets down <laughs> yeah 100 percent. we're done on that so uh, nikki won by what triangle arm like uh, that. dope it was cool like guys i want to tell you this here's the results from polaris uh orchard didn't win uh inari didn't win
0: i saw yeah
1: Nikki won, and uh, Gilbert Burns, who recently had a very bad week at UFC, was able to pull it together, and Kev, he picked up a, a big win. Do you know that? Over who? Well, first of all, Gracie. And uh, oh. before I get to the name of the Gracie thing, I want to say this, which is, Kev, we love Hodger Gracie, right? Yeah. Okay can we maybe tell him to not stream the event that's hidden behind a paywall for that, fight pass?
0: That might be a good idea. I did see you were like, Hodger. what are we
1: doing? <laughs> I, I couldn't help, but notice as it was happening that I just said, Oh, don't do that. That's terrible. We don't need that in our life right now. Hodges. Huh, so anyway, I digress. Um, Kev, Here's what's really weird about this. Gilbert Burns looked solid. It was a great back-and-forth match, okay? And you would know that, especially if you were able there to see through any part of what our good friend, Hodger, was putting out there. However, here's where it gets a little weird. Gilbert Burns takes the back. It's not where you want to be, okay? gets gregor gracie lifts him up into a suplex when gregor goes to kind of base out he doesn't have that full wrestler like but he definitely took an injury to his shoulder off of that suplex as he hit the mat there's no other way of saying it other than gilbert brought in such force that it was just a kind of a freak accident on the way he landed Up until then, it was a very fun. Saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm
0: sorry. That'll do it. Ooh. Okay. I'm fine.
1: (sighs) So, like you see on here, um, Sure Dog's note on it is uh, Gilbert Burns finishes Gregor Gracie by suplex. Okay. Yep.
0: Yeah, that that counts.
1: That is accurate. So, (sighs) I don't know, man. I was, um, uh, you know, otherwise, it's pretty standard. Um, Here's what we got to do about Polaris. And I'll just say this outright that I can think of off the top of my head. Something weird still about calling it sub only, but there's a decision. I'm not 100% there. I know they have a light tournament or a light heavyweight tournament that they're doing right now. And uh, I know that that's kind of a hopeful draw that they pull in. Um, I just feel like they don't seem to be pulling either. And I don't want to say it's even bad matchmaking, but it's just in a world full of nine events that happened this weekend. It, if you're going to put on an event, you want it to be the one that captures your attention. And I don't think that this one did. Aside from the Nikki Ryan clip, that was pretty much all you needed to see.
0: Okay. Well, at least grappling doing its level best to drive me the effing crazy about scheduling shit at the same time. <laughs> and a uh, way to fit a nice fun card. The, by the way, half these UFC fights were better than some of the other pay-per-view. It doesn't. Have, uh, we're fine. We need a grappling czar. We need a UFC someone in charge of it all. There needs to be like a ubiquitous being now. And okay, it shouldn't know, be Putin. I want to be super on the record uh, while he and Conor McGregor have a little stroke each other off session about whose ego is more fragile. I would like it very clear it shouldn't be him.
1: Can we, though, discuss the weirdness of this, which is you saw that Conor was the guest of Putin at the World Cup. Uh, Everybody saw that, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, I presume I'm worried about what Connor had to agree to in that room.
1: Um, I mean, listen, it's been a week of a lot of people bending their will toward one uh, Vladimir Putin. So it's not like we've seen a lot of backbone lately. Hashtag make America great again. Hey, guys, I digress. Here's what I want to say. Did you know, Kevin, that Khabib was also at that World Cup? Gross. But what does that say when the president of your country goes, bring me Connor?
0: Oh, I like where your head's at. That just straight up hurts. It's Mm -hmm. painful. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit about you, Khabib. He obviously doesn't. It's about name recognition.
1: So my first thought was, well, kudos to the UFC team for already getting us started on this international press tour by involving Vladimir Putin. Because... No better way to get people excited about this fight than, oh, wait, we can't talk about this fight, but you can go publicize it. So here's what happens. Because are you interested why Khabib wouldn't go confront Connor when he says, mail me address and time the last time when the whole bus accident happened, Kev?
0: I still, I guess I was trying to dissect so many elements of it. I forgot Khabib was even there.
1: Sure. So Khabib said, I thought I'd meet McGregor at the stadium, but even if we meet now, we will still not be able to find out who is stronger. If there was a cage in the middle of the arena, it would be more interesting. So was Khabib's thought process that they were going to helicopter in a cage before the soccer match and then helicopter it back out? First of all,
0: World Cup ratings are going to skyrocket from down 47 percent in the U.S. market to up 50. If that's what's happening.
1: So he continues by saying it would be ideal if no one were around or vice versa to the full stadium in the middle of the cage and in it, we, which I want to make sure whoever is translating this, the amount of commas and M dashes are high. Uh, That's translated by the way. In general, I see no reason to approach him. Now we are hospitable people. Let the football look which i would like to check the accuracy of let the football look enjoy russia is that a fortune cookie or i'm not really sure but that one's that one's a rough one so that was the reason why my friend we did not see a confrontation between connor and khabib
0: we didn't get a cage or any helicopters. First of all, Khabib's right. That would be a way better version of that meeting. <laughs> they just drop out of helicopters. <laughs> I watch people do that into Denver's Mile High Stadium. It's insane, ref. It's insane. So Would
1: love to see it myself. But, yeah, so that, I mean, listen, you can't go anywhere without UFC happening. And that's amazing. You can't go anywhere without catch wrestling happening. And people uh, going to sleep via violent chokes. So uh, I believe Curran ended up winning that one. Congratulations to him. I had a great interview with one Johnny Buck. If you guys haven't had the opportunity to see that, it'll kind of explain the amazingness that was uh, the catch wrestling phenomenon. In other news, Kev, BJ Penn says that he will only return to MMA if the UFC gives him a guy that he can beat.
0: Um, he definitely understands the concept of I don't get what he's going for there, Raph. I try to come to me. I don't get it.
1: I I mean, dude, just like the idea that people started suggesting, who, CM Punk? Did somebody say that? And that just makes me sad for a number of reasons. (laughs) So how about BJ Penn, you retired. Um, I got two or three last ones here, Kev, but let's kind of uh, siphon through them. Brian Ortega says he has been compensated for the UFC 226 fallout. Did you read any part of this? I
0: did read this. What the F is with that? Look contractually. And I saw the comment and your response back, like, oh, you should have fought. It's like, that's a pretty simple way of looking at it. He still is owed money despite his opponents falling out. Like His his name has been used to sell tickets, to sell pay per views, to sell fights. He's still compensated for his
1: time. So uh, that's crazy. That's a little weird to me because he's here's a good one for them. Here's what's bad shit, though. This thought process of the fans who say, okay, fighters need to get paid. Cool. I think most people are like that. Okay, So they come up with these weird empty ways of trying to pay the fighters. All right. I can get by that. And I understand, all things considered, that money can be tight. You can't just give away money. What is this? Socialism, Kevin? No, nah, you got to earn your money. Yeah. Well, let's say this. Brian Otega earned his shot. Now, the whole way he earned it was he was fighting consistently, got a really, really good set of wins in a row, And then was given Frankie Edgar, who cashed in his ability to probably fight for the title, to risk it so that he could fight an up-and-comer. He lost that, which means he doesn't have the opportunity to fight for that title. Now Brian Ortega is in consideration. He needed that little extra boost to get there. So what the fans are kind of saying is, well, I mean, maybe Brian Ortega should go ahead and just do what Frankie Edgar did. Here's one problem with that. Frankie Edgar is already already a champ. His legacy is already sealed. Brian Ortega hasn't touched that. So when you talk about these fighters who are supposed to get extra special pay-per-views or money or make kind of what would seem fair for their amount of work that people bitch that they should be equally compensated for, and then you say, yeah, but they should just throw that away. That doesn't make sense because they have said when you reach that level for championship level – you at least hit a different echelon where you get paid. So the same fans were like, this guy should get paid because fighters should be paid. Oh, but he didn't fight. Well, fuck that guy. Well, he didn't fight. Not because he's not a true fighter. He didn't fight because moron, he's trying to get to the upper echelon status that he was promised. And now we're not even sure if that would have been offered with, I guess Stevenson, if he was going to fight him. And more importantly, What is going to happen in that division now that Max Holloway is probably going to be sidelined for a bit? So, yes, when I say it's not as simple as you're playing it to one of our fans, uh, it is that much more complicated. You know what's not complicated, Kev? What? Yolo Romero's call out to Daniel Cormier. (laughs) No, no, it is not. (sighs) Okay. Yolo Romero. Love he wants it, to get by the Daniel way. Cormier.
0: I don't know I what he's doing. It. I don't know what he's doing, but <laughs> it's great.
1: I appreciate the fact that Yoel Romero is trying to call out Daniel Cormier. And that Daniel Cormier, in secret, and we know this because you and me, we'd probably do the same if we were him. We're looking at each other going, I've only got two or three fights left, and I'm not trying to fight this guy. But Yoel is using every bit of his alleged non steroid brain to make this work and trying to bully him in there and the one classic diss that he said in response to daniel cormier saying you don't fail a class and then you moved up a grade when yoel and his team put up a photo of daniel cormier getting kicked the fucking life out of his body by one john jones and goes yeah you too." and hashtag i loved you and I think it's the best hashtag I think I've ever seen. Whoever wrote that for Yoel, you deserve a fucking raise. Uh, can
0: I pitch a fight while we're here? John Jones versus
1: it. Yoel Romero? I'm in. I'm watching that fight. I mean, you know what? Let them take as many steroids as possible. With That's those what guys. Yeah. That yeah. Would, let's <laughs> go
0: steroids in. We've been talking about this. We'll make it in Japan. Who cares?
1: That's so great if it be like steroids on the table. Anyone's game. Everyone's in. All right, Kev, this is the last thing I want to end with. And I I get it that there's other news that's happening. We'll let it develop. For example, we know that Brock Lesnar, they are potentially going to strip away his title in the WWE and that Mark Hunt may possibly consider revising part of his lawsuit against Lesnar for, you know, taking steroids when you're supposed to be clean. But here's the one that I wanted to end on. And you didn't really talk to me too much about this. But Eskimo Brothers... Let's discuss oh, Brandon Chobb do we have and your to? thoughts on this. Kev, <laughs> listen. The people have crowned a rap battle winner in one Brandon Chab. It is up to us to dissect that. He's such okay. a tool. Do we have to give him any
0: awards other than mostly an asshole? This reeks of he's about to uncover someone else's sexual past, and I'm strictly against that, unless it's been used to manipulate you for presidential and material gain. <laughs> <laughs> subtle shot over the bow to my russian friends listening ref brandon Shab sucks whatever he's saying it feels <laughs> like he's throwing it over the side at dana and dana white sucks so maybe he deserves it but Rhonda doesn't
1: deserve any of this or or what if it's not Rhonda though
0: or i did enjoy your meme that he's referring to connor and I've heard that rumor. I heard Brendan Schaub and Connor had a physical relationship back in, I think it was like the late 2000s, something European. Uh, I mean, they were all at a hostel. One thing led to another. You have not, until you've drank European wine, you don't understand how potent it is. And gay making, Raph, mm-hmm. turned mm-hmm. you right, right into a lovemaker of any sort. You're a person of the world. And I turned out differently on the other side of it. I, I've been there. I'm no. Sh- That's how I know. Raff. I've been there, I saw it I was at the same club as Connor and Brennan Those two are in love
1: Well If you ever wonder The connecting tissue, all you have to know Is that Brennan Shaw Was on Connor's jock The entire Floyd Mayweather Fight through Ooh. And Dana is one of the few People who will Actually say the words like Yeah, that doesn't apply to anybody but Connor." So it makes you wonder, and it makes you think. This is the weird state of affairs. Because people were asking, like, who do you think won that one? Honestly. Is this what we're resorting to? Is this something that fascinates people? So people were saying this was some great diss track that he put out. And they're like, oh, Brandon Schaub got him. And I go, did he? Like, I still feel that Brandon Schaub is trying to. To just agitate him. We had one person who was basically making the argument that Shab was getting revenged. Because uh, here's the thing: it's a USC jacked his podcast idea. False. I mean, they just try to make another podcast. I have very big news for you. People who do podcasts about fighting. I mean, we understand that, so it's not really all that. Sacred. Uh, Train of Steel is may make a fighter plus comedian successful podcast. Plus, there's plenty to throw at Dana. There isn't many who can still and will speak out against Dana in the UFC because their money stream depends on it. It's good to see the boss get ruffled. Yeah, except when it's chopped, though. Yep. <laughs> and he's, uh, I mean, he
0: also is describing like he wants to be Joe Rogan. So yep. We all do dipshit. Now, be
1: more polite about it. Here's the last part, though. Emil Fisher, the. Loki of Jiu Jitsu said Brandon Schwab, which misspelled by the way, better stick to running from Roberto Cyborg Abreu. And Cyborg himself put laugh cry emojis. That'll keep you guys updated on the news.
0: The loud cry,Oh geez, I hate where we are in civilization.
1: We gotta work it's on it. It's where fun. we are.
0: That's gonna do it for us tonight here at some verbal tap. It's time for some shout outs and Raf, I've got a I've got a million, but I'll just say it to the slow food, international exhibition., uh, my hat's off to all of your vendors. It was really exceptional. The stem ciders were bountiful. Um, mm. Just some really nice wheat beers on tap, and the grilled oysters over at Jack's. Just mwah, uh, a little <laughs> donut stand from from Chef Gregory. It's, it's just everybody's everybody's a winner, and that will do it for me, Ref.
1: That's fantastic. Um, let's start by doing this. Big shout out to Valley Martial Arts Center. me. Had some great classes, getting the ladies and gents. Stoked for their competitions, prepared, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Big shout out to the Los Angeles Jiu Jitsu Club. Me, Jiu-Jitsu. If you guys haven't seen the list of people who are participating in the Finishers 6 competition, you need to do so right now. Our good friends Joey and Eric from the LA Jiu Jitsu Club will be competing on that August 13th, 12th, one of those dates, uh, the Super Fight Day. And um, I got to tell you, Kev, there's some, there's some really money fights on that. So. If you guys are so interested, we'll be talking that up a little bit more as we get closer to that date. We encourage you to go look that up. Also, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 a.m., Tuesday, Thursdays, 11.30. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, no gi. Tuesday, Thursday, Dutch gi. All right. And here's what I'm going to say. I guess I should just like brand this one all together. Everybody from 10th Planet Van Eyes, very cool to hang out with you guys. I was so proud of both Labib and Rob. Great fight. Great everything. Those guys are really, really awesome to train with in uh, the gym. So it was just awesome to go ahead and see that. Big shout out to Mike Frosto for – I mean he wasn't going to get into a fight to my knowledge. But it did make me think for a split second, Kev, as I was trying to put down a rib. I just look back and go <laughs> – are we doing this? Do I have to get into a fight with some OC trash? Cause I'm like ninth in line. If we're talking, this is the quintet. I'm definitely the number five in this fight. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, but of course Mike Frosto can handle himself and, uh, yeah, like all the guys there just really, really fun times. Uh, the OC fair, all things, uh, joking aside, very, very fun. So, um, I'm very stoked to, to, Announce those things and say uh, we were very pleased to see that. There's a lot more stuff coming up very soon, guys. August is going to be super busy as fuck. But we encourage you all to go to Jujitsu at the Park this coming Sunday over in Fullerton. I believe tickets are maybe 20 or 15 bucks. You definitely want to pre-register. The proceeds go to buying some own mats. They want to actually have their own Jiu-Jitsu at the Park mats so that they don't have to rent them out. Hopefully they aren't blistering in the sun and crazy and they can get tarps for us, all that. So they're really just trying to raise the money so that we can do these really cool community events and donate to awesome charities. So I should be there. Don't quote me on that. Uh, If you are looking for the opportunity to beat me up, just find me. It's not that hard. And I think, Kev, it's going to do it for me.
0: Hey, that'll do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap. I'm Kevin. Thanks for listening.
1: Good night. And vote GSP.
0: Vote Geo. Geo. Oh, yeah. No shit. Of the year, oh, wow. <laughs> Sorry, GSP.
1: The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is. Please note the new number is.